Welcome to the Odd Drummer Gaming Podcast. This is the podcast about stuff. My name is Edmund. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about Cowboy Bebop Episode 3, Dog Star Swing. I believe this is the 11th episode of the Odd Drummer Gaming Podcast. I just finished watching Dog Star Swing. Is that the name of the episode? Dog Dog Star Swing. I don't know what that means. Maybe that's also named after a popular song like the original anime but i don't know the significance of dog star swing i know there are dogs in the episode and ein shows up in the episode and we'll get to it briefly right at the top i want to talk a little bit about animation that i've been watching so i've kind of been watching futurama on hulu and bob's burgers also on hulu and i i like them both and it's one of the only reasons I like Hulu right now, even though there are approximately 80 billion commercial breaks whilst I'm watching these TV shows. But I do like that it, it has the entirety of Futurama and Bob's Burgers, and I was watching Mike Tyson's Mysteries a while back because um, it was after Norm MacDonald had died, and I, I want to get back into that as well. But I like Hulu because it has all this adult animation on it. And I, I was, so I was enjoying Futurama and Bob's Burgers. And I was texting my brother that I like them both, but Futurama doesn't really make me laugh. N- out, not out loud, not a lot. And I think the humor is just like it's smart, it's clever, it's, it's kind of unique. But I remember seeing like uh, Bender goes to a... Uh, like a robot strip club or something, and they were giving away laptop dances. And I was like, oh, that's a clever visual gag, like a pun gag. And it's something that I read and I go, huh, but I don't like laugh out loud. And that's kind of how I feel about Futurama. But Bob's Burgers, on the other hand, is like, there's like a thousand jokes per minute. And it's really funny and all the characters are really funny. And it's really laugh out loud funny for me. But after a while... I found that there's a screaming element in Bob's Burgers, like all the kids are screaming. And usually it's funny, but I found that sometimes they scream too much, too often. And it's a gimmick they go through a lot, like the per capita, I don't know if that's the right phrase, per minute, per capita screaming rate ratio on that show is kind of out of this world. Even though it's funny when they scream. And then even when Bob screams, it's really funny. So I I had to take a a break from Bob's Burgers. And then when I started watching Futurama, after that, I started to enjoy Futurama more. Not necessarily more than Bob's Burgers, but just I started to appreciate Futurama more because there were not a lot of screams. But I've, I've gotten into the habit recently... I. I like purchasing complete series of TV shows. It kind of started with news radio because my favorite podcast, We'll See You in Hell, with Pat Walsh and Joe DeRosa. Pat talks about news radio a lot, and he talks about how Phil Hartman is the best on that show and off that show. So I started watching news radio, and the complete series, I kept reading reviews on Amazon for the DVDs, and the complete series on Amazon is like 20 bucks, but the reviews were like, oh, it's incomplete, it's missing the injury, 
there are no special features, there's no commentaries, etc. So I started slowly purchasing individual seasons. I think one and two come in a bundle, and then I just started slowly purchasing the seasons. And I like the show, although it's, I mean, obviously it's a sitcom. It's very sitcom-y. I don't know how else to, how else to describe it, but with the laugh track, it's it's kind of weird. And I, I enjoy the show. It's a pleasant watch. It's a pleasant diversion. But I honestly enjoyed the audio commentaries because I've grown lately and over the years, I've grown to appreciate podcasts more because they're genuine conversations. They're just real conversations and reactions with people. And I prefer those to people reading things. So I vastly prefer podcasts to audiobooks because as soon as anyone starts reading anything, you can hear in their voice that they're reading something. And their voice kind of drones on and I just, I tune out. It's just, it just happens with me. So that's why I vastly prefer podcasts, even though I only really listen to one to three podcasts at a time. But I, I did enjoy the commentaries a lot more than the actual show, which it's no, it's no shot at the show. It's just personal preference. And I liked hearing the stories. And I'm not a huge fan of Joe Rogan. I, I don't really listen to his podcast or anything like that. But he was kind of hitting, he was asking hard-hitting questions on some of the commentaries. He was like, d- he he turns to the other guests on the commentary, or the, not guests, but you know, the people who were on the commentary. And he was like, how weird is it for you guys to see Phil Hartman? And that's a very interesting question. And it wasn't necessarily putting them on the spot, but that's an interesting question. And everyone was everyone was genuinely like Phil was the best and it didn't feel put on like everyone I I forget all their names like Candy I don't know their names Candy Harris or Candy not Candy Harris Candy Alexander Vicky Lewis they were they all had individual stories of Phil and it it really didn't feel put on at all it felt very genuine like he was very helpful he was very professional he was very funny so man i'm off track so how did i get on news radio so i I've, I've been into i've gotten into the habit of purchasing complete series of tv shows not that i have a lot of money i have a lot of credit card debt i don't have money i have a lot of debt so I've bought a few anime series, complete series, which I haven't even watched, but I just like owning it. Um, it's a probably a bad habit to have, especially when you have a lot of debt already, but whatever. So I also bought Just Shoot Me because I remember I bought seasons one and two a long time ago. And for whatever reason, they never put the rest of the seasons on for sale. They never put on seasons three or forward of just shoot me it was just one and two and i remember watching him when i was younger and liking it and liking david spade a lot and he was really funny on that show and for a sitcom it was really funny and so i purchased that and that's kind of sitting in my room i haven't even I've, i've opened it but i haven't started watching it yet anyway what was i talking about so i bought futurama because the series ended so I could easily buy the complete series. So I bought it on Amazon for like $69, I think, USD. 
and I've been so what I do is I play I have two monitors in my office and I play Starcraft on one screen and then I watch TV on the background on the other screen which is not great I mean you you can't really focus completely on either but I like having it on in the background it's like it's it's nice it's relaxing it's comforting for me so that's what I've been doing I've been playing Starcraft on one screen and then watching Bob's Burgers or Futurama on the other screen and I just decided you know what I I'll just buy Futurama so I I started watching Bob's Burgers on Hulu and then I took a break from Futurama because I decided to purchase it and then but that's the thing I put on I put on these shows in the background so I'm not gonna get every joke I'm not gonna catch every line of dialogue and I've I've watched that first episode of Futurama I don't know how many times seven or eight times just because I want to, I always feel like I'm going to start the series all over again. And I'm like, okay, I'll start with episode one. Okay, I'll start with episode one. Okay, I'll start with episode one. And I've done that so many times, but it's usually in the background. So today, for the first time, I popped in the DVD and I watched it and I, I laughed a few times. And and it surprised me because I, I've watched that episode so many times, but I don't think I caught these jokes. Some of the jokes I laughed at were mostly from Bender, because Bender's probably my favorite. I mean, Bender or Fry are my favorite characters. They're just, they're funny. And when Fry was like, I don't have anyone. I don't have my family. I don't have my girlfriend. And then Bender enters the frame. He's like, no friends. <laughs> that made me laugh. And um, just little things like that. And <laughs> There was one where Bender bent the bars on in the room that they were trapped in and it was like a commercial break and then he comes when it comes back one of the arms lifts the other arm and attaches it to his body and then the attached arm grabs the other arm and then attaches it to the body and then Fry was like I have no idea how you did that and that really made me laugh I rewound that that was really funny so like i think and this was the first time i really watched it and put down everything like no phone no computer just really watch the episode and it really made me laugh the, when he first gets out of the fro that frozen that th the machine that freezes him and he starts looking out the window i i started i started getting this really comforting feeling like oh man this is episode one I'm, I feel like I'm really going to love the series now that I'm going to sit down and really just pay attention to it for the first time. Because I've never really done that before for Futurama. So I'm really going to like put away all distractions and just sit down and really relax and just focus on the show. And I just have a feeling I'm really going to enjoy it. So that's that. Um, let's... I'm 14 minutes in. I'm going to let's get to the episode. So it's Dog Star Swing again. I don't know what that means, but um my my feeling kind of continues from episode 1 and 2. Just for context, today as I'm recording this, it's November 22, 2021, Monday. It's the same day that I recorded the other episode for episode two and i wasn't really planning on watching two episodes of the show today but here we are 
I'm still not really enjoying it, but I do kind of want to watch the episodes because, again, this is the live-action adaptation of one of my favorite things. So I'm going to space out the release of these episodes probably by uh, weekly. But uh, just for context, I did watch two episodes today, which was interesting. And again, at the beginning of this episode, they... They're showing footage close up of his legs and it's not really a big deal. And in this episode, it's only a few seconds, but it's like a, a, a small homage to the anime. But again, I'm just thinking you don't you don't need to do that. I mean, you don't need to record footage of legs for this adaptation. You just don't. And I'm still not really digging the, the chemistry between John Cho and Mustafa Shakir. Something just feels off between the two of them. The dynamic doesn't feel quite right. It's like they're going for a buddy cop thing, but it just it doesn't really fit in my opinion. And something about the characters characterizations. I don't even know if that's the right word. And Jet kind of feels okay with with what he's doing. He's kind of, I guess, uptight. And he a big part of his characterization is he wants to have money so he could buy this doll for his daughter. Which, I mean, if that if that's going to be his whole character and his whole character art throughout this whole thing is we need is that's his uh, goal and his motivation for going on this on these bounties and looking for money and trying to get money is for his daughter i mean it does it doesn't seem very interesting to me especially since i don't again i don't believe he had a daughter in the anime so i feel like it's just a shoehorned in motivation for his character i don't know but in terms of his portrayal he seems fine it's it seems okay spike in this episode it's the first time i felt like he has a sort of motor mouth big mouth kind of element to his character which i i didn't really like and i don't i think he had a very slight element of a motor mouth in the original anime but not a lot at all very toned down compared to this in this adaptation and he it's kind of like he's trying to be funny in front of jet but it i don't know i don't like that aspect of his character in this adaptation and he there was a moment where he felt kind of like an idiot where jet was like da 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 i know i i'm sure you know what that means and then spike says pretend i don't know what that means meaning i don't know what that means explain it to me and spike in the original anime is he's really super smart very observant slick suave and it's just not coming across in this portrayal in the adaptation and i i mean i don't know i don't know what to say he's he he was never dumb in the original anime and it was just one fleeting moment in this, and maybe he was just being playful, maybe he was just kind of joking around, but it was a weird moment, definitely, in this episode. It kind of like a bumbling idiot kind of element, and if that's part, if that's going to be part of their dynamic, like Jet Black is the uptight, straightforward, straight man, and Spike is going to be this big motor mouth big mouth bumbling idiot and not exactly idiot but if that's going to be that dynamic that's that's not going to work for this whole thing Uh, an interesting thing about hakeem he he's only black when he's fighting and then whenever i mean 
Spike's reading his lips in the security video, but whenever he's speaking in real time, he's he's like a white man because of the shape-shifting device. I, I don't know if they were trying to say something with that, but that, that was kind of weird. And again, with the, the fight scene, I'm still not digging the fight scene, the fight sequences. I'm not sure who did the fight choreographer. I, I am no fight choreography expert at all. In, not even in the slightest, but, you know, I, I can still watch, observe, and react and give my reaction to it. I, I don't, I'm just not a big fan of the fight scenes so far. And again, this is episode three, and this was, this was the episode with Hakim, which, and I think in the original anime it was called Stray Dog Strut. And I remember being kind of disappointed in the anime because when they finally started to, when they finally got to fighting in the anime, they would like cut away. And I was like, oh, that, that kind of sucks. But the fighting in, in this adaptation just feels kind of slow and kind of simple, actually. I'm just not a fan of it so far. I don't think the fight sequences are great and then there's little things like this sequence where vicious is walking through this big room of fish and again the either the cameraman or the director gets cute with the camera angles and i don't know maybe in other shows or other movies it works it doesn't work on me i just i think it's annoying i don't i don't really know the intended effect with these unique camera angles it just feels bothersome also i don't remember vicious having this much screen time in the original anime and he just he has so much screen time in this adaptation and and i just i don't like it it's his scenes to me are boring and i don't know i don't really know what they're working toward so this scene with all the naked people um mixing together ingredients and their eyes are stitched shut that was a weird scene i'll be honest every time i play an episode it said like at the warning at the top of the episode it, it says nudity if this scene is the nudity like that's I'll just say it. It's disappointing. I get excited every time. Oh, nudity. Cowboy Bebop nudity. And it's creepy. It's like a creepy scene, weird scene with people and their eyes are stitched shut and they're mixing something and they're getting shot at by Vicious and his cronies. And they all end up dead. Spoiler alert. Uh, if that's the whole nudity in this whole thing, like, oh, that sucks. But again, I I don't I don't really know what they're working towards with the character of Vicious because I I felt like his character was very sm slight, small. I mean, he was very significant, but he didn't have a lot of screen time. And I thought that was I thought it worked well in the original anime. And I will say this: in the last episode, I said I was gonna do my best to try to shut off all of my thoughts that of the original anime and try to think of this as a new iteration, a new creation, a new interpretation. I realized that I, I, I simply cannot do that because the anime, I love the anime so much and I just can't, it's always going, going to be in the back of my mind. Uh, no matter what I do, no matter what I, how how hard I try, I'm always going to be comparing like, hey, that wasn't in the original, that wasn't in the original. So it's it's kind of pointless for me to try to shut off my thoughts of the original anime because I'm I'm just going to be constantly comparing the two anyway. So uh, 
as soon, as soon as I saw the dog cage with the code on it, I got excited because I knew that Ayn was going to make an appearance. And that's very exciting because Ayn is a cool character. He's this really smart, really intelligent data dog in the original. And I mean, it's a he's an awesome, cute, adorable, beautiful corgi. You can't really go wrong with that. And I, it was really exciting to see him enter the frame. So there's this, I guess it's a subplot with Jet and his ex-wife. And a, he has a daughter named Kimmy. And his ex-partner named Chalmers is now shacking up with his ex-wife Alyssa. It's a weird side story slash subplot. I don't really know it's if if it's necessary. I don't, I feel like Jet Black might have been a better character a more impactful character the less we knew about his history and his private life because him going to bring ein to his daughter's birthday i don't i don't know if we need it i don't know if anyone would like that side plot i thought i definitely thought it was weird it felt a little shoehorned i'm pretty sure he didn't have a daughter in the original so I don't really know what they're doing with this. But I guess I like the fact that the daughter might be able to speak to Jet a little bit more because she wants to talk to the dog or see the dog. Then there was that weird sequence with Spike Spiegel on the silo and the sniper rifle shooting at Vicious. I don't know if it's a cat and mouse thing that they're going for. And they keep calling him Fearless, which was not in the original. So again, I, I guess it comes down to the writing. The the writing decisions, it's just a little weird. The things they decide to take from the anime and the things they decide to differ from the anime. It's like they it's like they want to use similar camera angles to pay homage to the original anime, but they make really strange, weird story choices in terms of the changes that they're bringing to the anime and i saw in the credits i saw in the first episode that shinichiro watanabe was a consultant for the first episode i i didn't see if he continued to be a consultant for episode two or three i'm assuming he was a consultant for the whole thing but i i'm I mean, consultant is kind of a broad position. I'm I'm not sure how much input he had or or would have liked to have had on the adaptation. He might have just been there and like silently nodded at everything because he doesn't 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 want to mess with their vision. But it 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 feels very different from the original anime. And for me, I don't, I I'll I'll be honest. I don't think that's a good thing. The characterizations are the main problem for me i I feel like they're adding they're changing and adding too much to their characters and spike doesn't quite really feel like spike jet kind of feels like jet although a little one note for now so my my feeling overall on the series is still kind of the same since episode one i i'm liking it okay not really not quite I'm definitely not loving it. I'm kind of just watching it with unenthusiastic eyes and ears and kind of just witnessing it. But that's episode three of Cowboy Bebop Dog Star Swing. I'm going to look up Dog Star Swing. Dog Star Swing. From a brief cursory research online, Dog Star Swing doesn't seem to mean anything. So I don't know what that means. I'm assuming Stray Dog Strut was a... 
I thought it I thought it was a song. It says the butter tones stray dog strut. So there you have it. Episode three. I'll be back in another week, hopefully, with episode four. Thanks for listening. Definitely let me know your thoughts. I'm not, I'm not loving the series, but I, I hope everyone else is enjoying it. I, I I want these things to do well. I want live action adaptations of anime to do well. And I'm rooting for these things. Stay odd and keep on playing.